seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Welcome, friends, to episode 102 of Color of Magic, your Magic and Gaming podcast, where we talk about all types of issues that are affecting people at and away from their gaming tables and computers. As always, I am your host, Daquan Watson, and by my side for over 100 episodes, it still sounds amazing to me, my main man, Brian Allen. How is it going this week, dude? 102, which I guess is a bad temperature, but good number of episodes. Shoot, that might be the temperature of the heat y'all get down there. <laughs> yeah, we, we were checking because I think it's going to be 51 or two days this week. But by the weekend, it'll be 90 again. So, yeah, fall in Texas. Man, that's crazy. I don't think we've had above. I think yesterday was our hottest day in like weeks and it was or two weeks. and It was like 74 degrees. Wow. Just wow. Yeah, it's totally, totally different up here. But yeah, we have a few interesting things to cover on this week's show. So it's going to be kind of fun. Lots of odd topics. We're going to kind of bounce around and go to a few different places today. So uh, strap in. There's going to be a little bit of whiplash because we're going to be all over the place. <laughs> Just a little, a little bit of whiplash. But they're all interesting topics, though. They're Sounds all like a cover band of some kind. We, we would now dig for Van Halen a little bit of whiplash. There you go. A little bit of whiplash. That would probably be a good one. That's a good for a name for a headbanger band, actually. Yeah. Somebody if they needs still to have that. those anymore. <laughs> But yeah, as always, we do have a show sponsor everybody should check out over at Cardsphere.com. Especially right now, where it's going to be two sets that are close together. If you need to liquidate some things, or maybe you're looking to find some deals where other people are looking to liquidate some things, go check them out over there. You can find a lot of deals doing a little shopping. Maybe make yourself a few little bucks in your pocket. Set up for some Crimson Vow here in a couple of months. But go check them out. It is Cardsphere.com. Also, if you want to support the show, you can go over to patreon.com slash color of magic. And you could be just like our newest patron, Tufid Zalufin, who's now one of the members. We don't we need a cool name. Actually, y'all need to hit up our Twitter and give us a cool name for our group of people. Cause you know, like over over on my podcast, or I mean, not my podcast, but my streams and stuff, you know, the dragon brood or all yeah. the people that follow Power Dragon. But we don't have anything for our color of magic folks. I just realized that. So, like, yeah, let's let's make that happen. But, yeah, y'all can head over to Color. Not the Color Magic. It's a different thing. Go over to Patreon.com slash Color Magic. And that's where you can support us over there on Patreon. But if you want to get something for yourself, you want to get some play mats or some tokens. And, you know, put a little, I don't know, a little drip on your game. <laughs> you can go over and check out ColorOfMTG.com slash shop. All right. Does it qualify as drip per se? I mean, a little bit, a little bit. It's not, it's not, it's not expensive, so I don't think it's like official drip, right? You know, but it's it's flashy, so that kind of counts. It has drip-like tendencies. There you go, like a runny nose. <laughs> so yeah, let's get into this one because I'm gonna soapbox a little bit on. Uh, yeah, let, let's let's. <laughs> oh man, this one, this one. I just. Oh my gosh. I don't even. Uh, this like. Okay, let me let me start first off. 
by saying I saw a piece from Breitbart, which if you know anything about Breitbart, there was a whole thing with the past president and his right-hand man at the time, and he's in charge, and it's all super right-wing, super conservative, blah, blah, right? But he posted this article that the gist of it was basically saying that liberals and the left are trying to overplay things in the news so that people on the right don't get vaccinated and then more of them die off. And then after reading that, I was kind of like, y'all are the ones that are ones saying all this. It's on all your <laughs> platforms. But then I had to double down on it and was like, well, if making me the bad guy makes you want to go get vaccinated, then like, F it, I'm in. Yeah, right. Whatever works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, you can't even just tell your own people to get vaccinated. You're like, we have to keep making the other side the bad guy. So they'll go get back. Like, th- this is just beyond the pale, man. <laughs> like, it's like the Princess Bride scene where you would put the poison in front of you, but no, the poison would be in front of me. Just, you know what it is? It's it's Daffy Duck and 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 yeah. Hugs Bunny. It's rabbit duck season. season, duck season, <laughs> exactly. Season. It's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, and then and then I followed that up because this rabbit hole got deep because I saw a doctor complaining and having to put out a public statement, and apparently it's on like WebMD and all these medical sites now. Oh God, that. People are gargling basically over-the-counter iodine to try to prevent COVID. Which, by the way, if you do this, you can damage your thyroid glands. And or, if you do it enough, potentially develop cancer. And they're using crap that's literally used to treat cuts and abrasions and stuff on the outside of your body. Won't get the vaccine because we don't know what's in it or how it works. Yeah, it's just mind mind blowing. I gets crazy. But, but if your neighbor and you in their your anti-vax Facebook group says to take horse medicine or iodine, you're all in. Apparently, zero questions asked. I don't know, man. It's a crazy time. That's all I can say. Like this, I told you it was a good rant. I just I don't know yeah. what to do with it, man. Yeah, I I, I, I got. Am, I was mostly on the page already of just like. If people are going to do what they're going to do, right? Like there's some people who have their mind made up. Just just hope they do it safely that they're not endangering other people. That's all I can ask for. I, I got a Texas report for the soapbox. Right? I don't even know that I'm going to even get political. I just want to almost like a Hunter S. Thompson kind of just describe what's unfolding to you. You can draw whatever inclusion you wish to from the Go surreal scene. But uh you may have heard that uh, along the Texas border where you know, the Haitian immigrants now are trying to come in, mm-hmm. Governor Abbott has placed a makeshift wall of Texas state trooper police cars <laughs> along along the border. So uh, like a, yeah, a car wall for just lack of a better description. That... That sounds like some made-up comedic movie stuff. I know, right? <laughs> like that happened. I don't even know what to say to that. Like that's. And, and, and by the way, if we believe the latest polls, and to be clear, polls are you know <laughs> polls are polls, but if we believe the latest one, Abbott's popularity is so low he is currently trailing because we're we're got an election uh, next year for governor. He is trailing. 
actor Matthew McConaughey, who is not yet officially announced he's running. Man, could you imagine meeting starting out with like, <laughs> we're going to bring this to order. All right, all right, all right. right? <laughs> Everybody here? <laughs> oh, man. Wild times. Wild times. It's just a, 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 a little text. Your, your weekly dose of Texas. <laughs> Golly. All right, Brian. Let's talk about some more fun and interesting things. Like, what did you learn last week that we can share with everybody and lighten things up? Oh, I, I got a great one. All right. What you got? You, you may have heard about uh, the, the very stringent COVID protocols in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Apparently, they are so strict. They are, you know, even at one point, they were banning you even even eating out for a, even getting delivery from restaurants. So, well, yeah, because they got they down found, to zero COVID cases at one point. Yeah. They, they found a couple of guys who they're calling gang associates <laughs> tried to smuggle, not making this up, KFC into the city of Auckland. Wait, What? contraband KFC because KFC I guess isn't supposed to even be open so if you got KFC you got contraband basically I'm just thinking like how much are you making going like yo dog you want some of that uh, 11 secret flavors or whatever I'm glad you asked the police also seized a hundred thousand dollars from them so apparently a fair amount so they were making good money smuggling oh that's Wow. It's hilarious because, you know, of course, for those of you that watch Breaking Bad, Gus Fring's whole front <laughs> was a chicken business. Apparently, we've gotten to the point where the chicken is now more profitable than the meth. So Gus could have gone straight, you know, had he not. We don't want to spoil you, but yeah, Gus could have been, been making more money off of the chicken than he did off of the meth. <laughs> well, that's news to me. Like, I, wow. well, yeah, they seized uh, $100,000 in cash. Three chicken buckets, four large bags of KFC, and about ten cups of coleslaw. Imagine I love that they published. Like, I'm thinking about being whatever their local FBI equivalent, right? Your special agent. Right? Right? You're, you're tracking these guys for years. You're like, okay, we're gonna bust them. You roll up on them, and you're thinking you're gonna find like I don't know, cocaine or meth or something. Yeah. And you're pulling out pounds worth of KFC in bags. Like, and you're like, well, I love that, that they took a photo shoot and then listed the items and the same way they would as if this was a drug bust. <laughs> Former police reporter. This is exactly how they would describe and photograph a meth hall. I love it, man. I love There's it. There's a picture with the story of all the, the, the bags of KFC and the buckets. This is epic. I'm just thinking like it's funnier to me thinking about there's somebody somewhere that was just like trying to get their fix and just shake it. Like, right. hey, come on, can, how you, when you can give me some more of them drumsticks, dog. Like, it's know, not like, my coleslaw officer. It's my friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> man, wild times, man. Wild times. Well, your news was definitely more fun than mine, but mine is actually very cool from a science perspective. So a uh, little bit of backstory. What people don't know is llamas and camels come from the same family. Hence, they look similar. but they actually are pretty resilient to a lot of disease. Don't know why, just studies for years have found that they produce a little thing they call nanobodies that attack stuff really well in their body. Well, there's a scientist out there who was like, I wonder if we can make this fight COVID. 
So it turns out they put it into a spray. They've already tested on lab mice. And I believe somewhere between seven and 10 days was able to clear up COVID in the mice. So we may be close to having a nasal spray to treat COVID courtesy of llamas. The side effect is the llamas have now become super intelligent and bloodthirsty like deep blue sea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? Like it'd be something else for people to argue against to not take a thing. But I mean, just science, man, just cool. You know, that that's even possible. Oh, absolutely. And so, I yeah. just that's a what did I look I didn't know camels and llamas were incredibly diseases. That's a what did I learn for yeah, just like a weird science fact. But yeah, it's really cool stuff. Uh, there's lots of stories out there about it. People starting to talk about it. So I'm sure you could find it online. But yeah, fun thing. But now we can get into talking to the uh, more, I was going to say more nerd things, but those were both, that's pretty nerdy. <laughs> yeah, anyway. like so some, let's some get into the other stuff, stuff here. All right, Brian, you're going to love this uh, since you had your chicken. This is also food related. So you you had the main course. I've got dessert here. But <laughs> Nabisco has been making Pokemon Oreos. So bags of Oreos that have Pokemon art on the package and everything. And then internally, some of them have uh, like an Oreo top and a Pokemon bottom. I guess the only I don't know which one would be the top or the bottom, but you know what I'm saying. One yeah. side has the Nabisco Oreo logo thing, and the other side has a Pokemon etched in it. And there's some number of them, uh, but obviously, like Pokemon, some of them are more rare than others. And believe it or not, people are buying rare Pokemon Oreos. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. And by the way, this I'm not saying bags of oreos because you don't know what's inside people are literally going on ebay right. and listing like the mew because i think that's the rarest one and selling it on ebay just a single oreo and when i looked a couple days ago when i was making the show notes there were anywhere between 50 dollars and 500 dollars, depending on when they finished and you know how many were being offered or whatever but yeah apparently People are buying or I like I was thinking about the logistics. I don't even know how I would comfortably shop like ship an Oreo. I was going to say. And also, I guess you got to vacuum seal it because it, it's it's a food stuff. Even. Yeah. Like I assume Oreos decay. I, I don't know that for a fact. We all know, <laughs> know how brittle an Oreo can be anyway. Well, yeah. Right? So I'm thinking, OK, I have to wrap this in like a, a paper towel then I have to put it in a bag and then I have to put a bunch of bubble wrap. And like, yeah, whatever, just to ship is... one Oreo to get there in good shape, you know? This seems like a whole, just <laughs> a whole lot of work right there. Yeah, it's wild. Like, but to, to imagine, you're going to go get this, like, I don't know, what is it, a $4, $5 thing of Oreos. And you might open one that you can go sell for $100. And, and I would, because, you know, y'all fight me on this, but I don't like Oreos. Never have. I'm not the hugest fan of Oreos either. I'll be honest. I'm not even the biggest fan of Chips Ahoy. I, unless you get me the red bag. The soft ones, cool. But I got to eat them quick with milk because otherwise I have a weird aftertaste. Yeah. This will really bring the hate, but uh, I don't like chocolate chip cookies at all. Any kind, any brand. I just, just I, I don't Actually, like Actually, it's funny you say that. I have a lot of people in my life that think I don't like chocolate chip cookies. 
but it's actually that I just choose them last because anywhere I go, they always have chocolate chip cookies. Even like fast food restaurants have a chocolate chip cookie yeah. as a dessert option or whatever, right? So if there's four or five cookie choices, I'm going to take one of the ones I don't have the option of getting most of the time. But people are like, man, I've never seen you get a chocolate chip. I was like, because I can have that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I just get something that's different. Oh, oatmeal cookie, confirm. peanut butter cookie, yeah. whatever, right? I'll take one of the other ones. But yeah, anyway, Pokemon Oreos, man. People buying these damn things. I don't know what to say about it. I can't even be mad at it because I, if I opened one yeah. and I knew it was on, I'd sell it in a heartbeat. Pokemon has just got the hack for collectability. Just put Pokemon on anything <laughs> and they become more valuable. Okay, so I haven't seen this mentioned anywhere, but this came up last night. So I haven't had a chance because I streamed late last night. I haven't really had a chance to verify this. But apparently there's something going on with the auto mods on Twitch. And the only reason I know this is when I was starting my stream last night, one of the first viewers that came in was like, how's it going, PD? Because they, you know, set a power dragon, just abbreviating it. But as I was responding, I looked over and I realized it had the auto mod notification. And then I had to verify if I was going to let it through or ban the user. And I was like, what did they even say? And I realized it had highlighted PD. And I was like, okay, well, what is what is that even like? I I was seriously trying to think, like, even the chat was like, why PD? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I've never, like, I guess you do. I, I, but there's no way they're banning PD because it's a way to talk about the cops, right? I wouldn't think so unless somebody specifically had been putting a bunch of anti-police stuff up there. Or is it? Actually, I just realized this. Like, is it possible because somebody, one of the first comments was mentioning PD on a black person stream? I don't know how they would know that unless they tagged it. Yeah, but I like, haven't heard anything about PD. Yeah. Or maybe it's part of like some kind of weird pun to try to make you say penis on I don't know. See, my thought was maybe it's some like trendy way to, to abbreviate pedo or something. Maybe. And I was like, maybe that's a thing. Like, I was seriously trying. I spent a couple minutes in my head just going like, what would this even be? And nobody in chat knew either. So. No. <laughs> and maybe we're just too wholesome of a chat that nobody knew. I don't know. It could be. But it was literally just so surprising because I was like, what is this? So maybe I'll ask on, on Twitter later. But, yeah, I had no idea. But it was cool to see that the auto mod popped back up and was actually, like, active. Because yeah. that's literally... Actually, that maybe I feel like I may have seen something from the Automod like once before, but definitely not for months. At least a better part of a year, at least since I'd seen anything. So I don't know if they just made it more sensitive or whatever, but it definitely was out and about doing stuff yesterday. That's been one of the things that's been really, you know, the the, the good that's come over this is seeing how quickly other streamers are rallying to say like, hey, you know, you can do this to your chat, like. The, the look out for these bots. People are really working together to try to to get some kind of a handle on the nonsense that's happening. Yeah, and I don't think I had that. I definitely didn't have that on one of my like questionable or banned words on the stream. So no, nothing I, related I to either, that so. that would have come up. So now I do. I did and... ban bots. I went through and did all that. You know, all the known bots and whatever. And I went yeah. through that whole process. But that's the only thing. 
So I don't know. But hey, maybe good news that they're at least doing something? Question mark? Because we have heard, you know, that they're they're working on stuff. They had a meeting with uh, Wreck-It Raven, who started the whole, you know, Twitch do better tag. And she says she can't, you know, tell us what they discussed. But she did come away satisfied that, hey, they are doing some things. So I guess that maybe that's part of that's part of it. We did see a tournament last weekend happen in Maryland by a group called the Legacy Pit. And uh, it was either yesterday, it might have been earlier today. I don't know. It's hard to keep track of time sometimes. But sometime in the last 24 hours before this recording, they had announced that somebody had been at the event, had come down with COVID. They had tested positive. So... Now they were trying to reach out. So, I mean, I guess we're doing our part to help try to spread the word. They're like, hey, if you were at the event, go get tested. Somebody was there who at some point prior did not have it and some point after did have it. So don't know if they got it there or elsewhere, but go do yourself a favor. Go get tested so you're not carrying it, giving it to somebody else or whatever, or your condition doesn't get worse. That said, man, this is why we need more COVID tracing. Yeah, that's got to be so hard because I was just thinking about, you know, just all the things I would do before I go to a tournament where like, okay, I'm going to stop probably at the gas station before, you know, before I go somewhere. I'm probably going to go inside the gas station and get some snacks. So God knows how many people are going to get exposed to in there. And then let's say maybe I make a wrong turn somewhere, end up at the wrong strip mall on the way to the tournament. Stop yeah. there really know it's not there. It's across the street. That I've been two or three places and, you know, hadn't even thought about it but even then you know like the person could have been a carrier from thursday yeah maybe didn't get tested till monday so we don't know if they're i guess somebody at their workplace would have known maybe but if they were anywhere else stopped for food went and picked up supplies maybe at their local game store who knows what it could have been anywhere in between or it could have been the event right and, it, and we already have issues with events, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But this is when people say like ah, tracing's overrated and blah blah, or like that's too invasive, or like this is why we need it because situations like this come up, and now everybody's got to kind of be on alert to saying like, well, crap, maybe, right? Yeah. So now I don't know how many people they had, you know, need to now go possibly get tested because they don't know because we're only. Wednesday would be three days removed from the event. So it could still be asymptomatic at this point. So it kind of sucks, right? This this is why events events are tough right now. Yeah. I, I wish there was a better... But the, to me, this is kind of really just one of the examples of when this happens. It's like, okay, well, are you, are you going to isolate yourself after the event? You know, staying at home. So even if you do have it, you're not giving it to somebody else. And if your job doesn't let you work from home, are you going to be able to? You know, mm-hmm. that's a real thing. So I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough one, man. But I at least wanted to put that out there. So anybody who had been at the event or around the event or worked the event or whatever, in case you hadn't heard, there you go. Uh, go get yourself taken care of. At least give yourself peace of mind. Though I did find out a lot of places don't have free COVID testing. Wow. Which was amazing to me. And then there's some places that 
technically have it free, but only if you go to certain places. And then some people don't have those businesses or whatever nearby that they could go to. So then, you know, some of them will do it, but they have to get reimbursed by your insurance. And then that's a process. And it's like, dude, that's so odd because here in the Northwest, I can, I don't know if I could throw a rock and not hit a place doing a COVID test right now. Seriously, they are everywhere. I mean, I could go to like every CVS, every Walgreens, every hell, every medical location. Like they're they're all doing it. Yeah, we went to CVS for Braden's. Yeah, so it's just literally everywhere. So I don't I don't know. But if you are able to go get tested and you're at the event, go get tested. Like it's just not worth carrying around that uh, uncertainty if you don't know. And Brian, this is something you point out to me, so I'm going to let you take the lead on this story, but uh, some interesting rumors about a superhero? Yeah, there, there are some rumors that uh, Jonathan Kent, who is uh, Clark Clark and Lois's son, is possibly going to come out as gay. I don't think it's anything that DC has confirmed, but these are just rumors kind of running around out there. So obviously, <laughs> the internet has opinions. Because a lot of the headlines are just saying, hey, Superman's going to be gay. And, you know, you have to read the entire story to realize, OK, it's not Clark. Because as you can imagine, a certain subset of the nerd community is losing their effing minds <laughs> at the possibility that Clark Kent might come out as gay. And no, that's not what they're doing. It's Jonathan Kent. But again, you in most of these stories, you have to read much further into the article before you begin posting your angry comments. Not that that would make most of them any happier, but... <laughs> yeah, that's a little silly to kind of think that anyway, because retroing a character that's... God, what is Superman? Like 70 years old or something now? Easily. like Like, that wouldn't even make sense to do. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, like that, that honestly, I think that would even be a disservice to the, the gay community. You know what I mean? It did come yeah. off like you're just placating, you know, at that point. Cause it'd be like, ah, oh, well, we're just going to take our biggest character and just, we'll write a story to make him gay. Like, eh, yeah. really? Yeah, that would be like, have, you're trying too hard. Probably. Yeah. Or you just have a character that just happens to be gay. Awesome. So, yeah, I'm and we'll see. Now, Robin, I, and again, there's multiple Robins. So Tim Drake apparently is confirmed to be bisexual. That's happened in the pages of the comics. And you probably have heard about that already. Yeah, I knew about that. And it's funny because, you know, I remember reading Image Comics back in, I guess the first Stormwatch book was like 94, maybe 95. But in their story, they had a couple of gay characters and they were even raising a girl and everything else. And it wasn't like a big deal. I just you just read the story and it was like, oh, OK. So it was kind of interesting to me to. I mean, I guess was it last year, or the year before where they were talking about, oh, there's going to be this first major gay superhero and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but we've had gay characters in comics. <laughs> right. This isn't this isn't new. We've been doing this. But. Superman, at least, can bring more attention, I guess. Definitely. You know, just as a title and the 
the mystique, I guess, that goes with the Superman brand. So yeah, that, I mean, that's definitely going to cool. make lots of headlines. Yeah, and I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, I sort of feel like on the one hand, like it's good. So you get people yeah. talking about it. There's awareness, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, not being a gay person, it's just like, I don't know how I would feel about that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to depend on how well the story is done, like in so many of these cases. That's like fair. We talked about on the pre-show how, you know, Disney will make a big deal of, oh, there's going to be, you know, this exclusively gay moment in this movie. And then the character is on screen for less than, you know, 20 seconds. And you really, if you blink, you miss it. And they've done this several times. But, you know, the but then they generate a bunch of headlines like, oh, Disney has a gay character in a movie. So this doesn't sound like it would be anything like that because, OK, it's Superman because I think Jonathan is going to take over the book at some point while. Clark is off, you know, fighting <laughs> Numeran, and they do this kind of stuff all the time where there's multiple Spider-Men now. Yeah. There's multiple Bat people, so yeah. There will be, I'm sure, two or three. <laughs> there, there's a Superboy, I believe, still exists, so yeah, there's all sorts of... Well, Steel is probably still around somewhere, too. Yeah, I believe Steel is still a thing. Old John Henry Irons. Yeah. Which, you couldn't have made a name even worse to just call a dude Steel, but... no. <laughs> no. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of neat, though. I mean, you know, it's funny. This comes up, too, because I uh, there was just a thing going around today about uh, Daniel Craig. Because they were asking, I think one of the interviews he did asked him about a woman being James Bond. And he actually just responded with like, OK, I don't know why a woman couldn't be James Bond effectively. Right. But like, why wouldn't we just want to make a role for a woman that's equal or better than James Bond? Right. Like, just let it be its own thing and just write a character that like we can just do this. That's true. I mean, Charlize Theron and I think it was called Atomic Blonde. I mean, she would be yeah. along those lines. I think they're talking about that and make it making that like a regular a regular thing. And maybe if those movies make money, we Man, can see good her, on her She's a beast in the action role. Right. Like if um, Mad Max, she was incredible. Yeah, so like if that's the like the second half of her career, or I guess the, the back third, shoot, sign me up, and that'd be cool. Yeah, because I mean, Lord knows if you know Liam Neeson can be eighty and still beating on people. By all <laughs> means, let's have movies, you know, where actresses can, can keep kicking butt till they're like Helen Mirren was in what Fast and the Furious uh, fifteen. I've lost count. No, she was also in uh, crap. Not the in Red was that the movie? Yeah, yeah, she was in those two movies. Yeah. So yeah, you can do it. Why not? Absolutely. I mean, because really, I, I mean, Bruce Willis has kind of been old since we first met Bruce Willis in the movie. Yeah, he. You know, Bruce looks like he was just born old, really. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but he's he's still out here, you know, yeah. dude, trying to get an action flicks or whatever. So why can't chicks do it? Yeah, I'm exactly. problem with it. I think it's totally reasonable. But yeah, I like I like the concept. You know, let's let's introduce some more gay characters into the major brands. You know, at least normalize it a little bit more. I think it's cool. And the Blizzard saga continues. And I think yeah. it's going to continue for probably another, at this rate, about another 9 to 12 months till we resolve that court case on top of everything else. But yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Chaco Sunny, the executive director of Overwatch 2, has quit Blizzard for some time off. And as you probably heard, he his departure comes after Overwatch director Jeff Kaplan left in April. So at the rate we're going, you or I may be in charge of Overwatch 2. So. <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine you get put in that hot seat right now. Yeah. Like any any of the the brand leads, I'm sure they're all like directors, vice presidents, or whatever of each of these different brands. But like, I can only imagine just constant barrage, phone calls, emails, hammers dropped in around you left yeah. and right, people being released or fired. Like you're probably scrambling to hire people right now because you're Absolutely. probably people who don't want to take jobs. You're also losing good people, I'm sure, because yeah. they don't want to be in the middle of the the storm when it's happening. I mean, just just you know, in in the past year, okay, Jeff Kaplan left in April. Then uh, you know, obviously, all the news broke, and uh, at that point, they had to start letting people go. So since then, we've lost uh, Diablo Four's game director uh, Jesse McCree, who an Overwatch character is named after. They're going to have to rename the character because he was kind of involved in all the the controversy at Blizzard and the the. Uh, Lead or one of the designers for World of Warcraft was also let go. So yeah, I mean, when this first happened, I said, you know, we talk about how we think th- these are big controversies, but the average person playing Call of Duty or Overwatch has no idea what's happening. They don't, you know, read Kotaku every day. They haven't heard about this, but with all these departures, it's going to get to a point where it's going to affect the quality of the games. And at that point, yeah, everybody will start taking notice if some of these games start coming out and they're awful. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There just aren't enough people who are still working there to put games together. That's when, even if you didn't think it was your problem, it's going to become your problem if you are paying, at this point, $80 for these games. Well, if you thought there were delays before. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, it's tough, though, right? Because, like, I... I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. A lot of these people needed to go. Yeah. Right? Everything we read, you know, heads needed to roll at the executive mm. level. Like, we we accept that. More, but I it, think, uh, even more people than have been mentioned probably need oh, to Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these people kind of excuse themselves. They're just saying, okay, cool. I wasn't named, but, you know, before the thunder comes, I'm just going to go ahead and step on out. Yeah. <laughs> Or Which, people that maybe just don't want to work there anymore because of what's been going on. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I guess. I don't know how you didn't know what was going on beforehand, but maybe it just made it easier for you to leave since it's public now. I don't know. But it's tough, right? Imagine being somebody who's, let's say, at this point, fourth in command, you know, in the chain of command to be appointed to one of these higher seats. And your first week, imagine what that's like, man. Like yeah. the thing you've been wanting, and then it just comes with just all this negativity that you that you weren't in control of. You know what I mean? Let's just say they have a lot of brand. We're talking about Activision slash Blizzard. So it's probably I don't know how much. Let's say obviously I think anybody probably involved in Overwatch, Diablo, or World of Warcraft probably had a chance to see something. But I'm I'm trying to think of one of their more obscure games. <laughs> I'm sure if you were working on you know some. Some basically game that they bought from an indie company. You would have ample opportunity to not to be in, not be near any of these other folks, or maybe that's just, true. You may not have been in the same yes. offices. That would make sense. 
Because again, that is a multi-billion dollar conglomerate where probably every third game on the charts is something that they were connected to in one way or the other. Yeah, it's it's a wild time. I and I'll be honest, like I do feel a little bad for people that are gonna end up in some of those seats, right? Like yeah. you you I mean, you have to take it, right? At some point, you you want that checkbox on your your resume. Yeah. You know, and they're like, hey, we're gonna make you senior producer here or we're going to make you vice president of this brand here you you can't turn that and i'm sure the pay is going to be phenomenal honestly i would ask for more pay right now well yeah you you, you could i mean for real i'd just be like cool yes this is like 40 percent more than i make now but it also now comes with this extra weight on it you know and i, and I think that's got to be compensated for at least for the next year or two that reminds me of one of the I heard about a, a job announcement where it was a PR firm and it was a, their job was to try to, you know, actually see if they could help young people start watching involved in baseball. And somebody said, OK, you know, who is this guy? What are his qualifications? And somebody said one of his first jobs was he inherited the Kool-Aid advertising contract after the Jonestown tragedy. OK, he's qualified. Damn, dog. That's a that's a job. Yeah, <laughs> I can't think of a worse PR job real. you would ever want. Like somebody, somebody's got to get it. Yeah, but see, yeah, see, people don't think about that stuff. Like after every event, there's always the next day, mm-hmm. right? And then you think about all the things connected to that day. Did I ever tell you? That, okay, this is a side track here, but we do this on the show. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't know if we talked about this or not. Where there's a comedian that used to work on Dave Chappelle's show. And he, in one of his sets, he talks about how they had so so many different skits that just never made television because, you know, the series got cut short or whatever. But he had one, of course, he has like, I have a really fun one I can talk about. Joe, want to hear it? Of course, everybody says yes. Yeah. But it was the last day of slavery. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my God, just the premise is awesome. <laughs> right. We need to, somebody, <laughs> somebody get back in there. Well, yeah, it was that, but it was like talking about like, well, you know, we had some good times and, you know, you know, like doing that whole thing. But it was like, yeah, that had like in real world, that had to be an awkward time, right? When you know that this day is coming. Or in the case of Texas, when, you know, three, <laughs> three years later, you find out. Yeah, like it's just wild. Like it's such a crazy thing. But in any event, right, there's always the next day, right? And just like you're saying with the whole Jonestown Kool-Aid thing, right? Like well kool-aid still needs to make money they're still yeah, gonna pay their, their first priority is hey yeah we sell a product we're sorry that happened but uh yeah by the way for people who don't know so you don't have to go like spend a bunch of time in google uh there was basically a cult led mass suicide with kool-aid as the vehicle are we that old I don't know, man. There's a bunch of people just don't know. Surely everybody has heard the phrase, you drank the Kool-Aid. They may not know where it came well, yeah, from. Obviously. That's but, what I'm saying. Um, like, but yeah, I've even heard my kids refer to, hey, somebody, you know, it's, it's part of a cult saying they drank the Kool-Aid. I know they probably don't know the background, but they they know. Dude, I'd almost take money that in 10 years, people are going to say, he ate the Tide Pods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> are. <laughs> they're not even gonna mention kool-aid it's gonna be he ate the tide pods <laughs> like, yeah. funny because uh, it's true <laughs> yeah that's exactly it right it's sad but it's true but yeah like i 
it's tough, man. I, I think we're going to see more people leave Blizzard, whether by yeah. choice or get the uh, forced retirement, we'll call it. That's yeah. probably what's going to happen to a few folks. I mean, the CEO, Bobby Kotick, is like, they've been calling for his head since way before this. So I'll be amazed. But then I guess that's kind of what he's been doing is he survives things where you wouldn't think he would survive. But we'll see. Yeah. I don't really know, but it's going to come to a head sooner or later. And Innistrad is upon us. So, man, I've been playing a pretty good bit. By the way, I want to say thanks again to Wizards of the Coast because I told that I told you all the story about the apples, right? That came in the box, mm-hmm. and I had this weird plastic apple just kind of sitting around. I still have it here <laughs> on my desk. I don't know why there's a plastic apple. I still don't. And you like apples? The only, the only thing I'm thinking of, like, because here's how nerdy I am staring at the stupid apple that came in the box. Like, what if there's something printed on the inside? But I'm like, I know there's not. Like, logically, I know there's not. But part of me is like, mm, but it is a nerd company. Like, what if? <laughs> and it's in Maybe there's an incantation. Mm. Maybe. But what was funny is I had another box show up last week. So I get done with the stream. A package had showed up while I was streaming. And I was like, oh, well, that's weird. They already sent me. So I thought they messed up and sent me two boxes of apples and lanterns. Turns out, no, they sent me a nice little gift box. It had like some oh, boosters. Yeah. It had some of those collectible pins from Finfinity. Uh, it had a commander deck box or commander deck in it. Really nice of them. So uh, really appreciative for that. Which means I have to do a box opening on stream and stuff now. But man, this actually it's been like the Wild West. Like and, and not even like last time we got rotation, because when we did that, we were dealing with Omnath and whatever, and everybody had sort of come around to that really quick in that first week. But there's no Omnath level thing. Thank the Lord. <laughs> like the closest thing we have is the Eska's Chariot and Ren and Seven pseudo combo. And that's still beatable. But that's literally about it. The rest, I mean, I've seen, I don't know what you, well, what have you been playing against? Honestly, because I've been seeing a lot of I, stuff. I was going to say, I don't know the combo with Ren and Seven. So what is, I hadn't even seen that. Yeah, so what it is, is obviously you make the chariots, four mana, four, four uh, vehicle. You can tap power up to four to crew it. So you get your two cats. But if you have Ren and Seven the next turn, you can minus Ren and Seven. You're probably making a four or five, uh, five power creature so it makes a tree folk equal to the number of lands uh size equal to the number of lands you control so you can tap that crew the chariot attack with the chariot copy your tree folk so okay. now you're getting a five five six six seven seven tokens every time you're attacking as opposed to just having to copy a little two two well yeah that's, that's pretty good I, yeah. But yeah i hadn't even so no i haven't of course i'm still in platinum so i but i hadn't encountered that uh, wow i don't even know how you dodged it at platinum the, the the card I'm getting tired of seeing is Celestial Unicorn. I'm seeing a whole bunch of unicorn. Really, man, it's funny. I think we it's it's like I don't know. You hear people talk about being on like like Black Twitter or being on like Animal TikTok or whatever. Like you can just be in different zones within a a product yeah. and just not see the same things. Because I've faced no one playing the unicorn though. I am kind of responsible for putting up the Abzan life gain deck, which some people may be substituting the unicorn in. So could be because it's definitely, <laughs> of course, as you would imagine, surrounded by 
all the life gain in the world. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of that. But yeah, a lot of angels. Definitely seen a lot of angels. Um, which by some the way, zombies. Here's here's another sidetrack. Like talk about being in different zones within a product. My wife sent me because we'll occasionally send each other links to things that we find funny. So she sends me this one yesterday, and it's on TikTok. So I go look at it, and it's a lady saying, okay, she's in the kitchen, and she's preparing this bowl of fruit and putting whipped cream on it. She's like, well, I'm going to go give this to my husband and see his reaction to see if he's crazy or whatever. And I'm like, it's just a bowl of fruit. What the hell? So she takes it to the dude on the couch, and he's like surprised. He's like happy and thankful, and he just eats the fruit. And she comes back, and he's like, well, he was totally normal. I guess I'm the one that's crazy. And I'm like, what did I just watch? Why is anybody crazy about eating fruit or not eating fruit? Apparently, there's a, like, I don't know, a cream and and fruit TikTok trend or something going on. But it's not on my TikTok. So, like, I had no clue what was happening. So, even in my own house, you can be completely separated from understanding what's happening on a platform. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, zombies, you said you've been running into. Yeah, definitely some zombies and a uh, few other people running werewolves. Not a whole lot, but that's what I've been running is werewolves because you know, that's probably my favorite tribe out of Innistrad. So they were probably, that's my favorite. That's interesting. Those, are my, those are my people. Because I've been, I think every day I've streamed, I think at least, well, at least one deck, obviously, but like I'm usually two or three on some of my streams for the past like five, to six days. And it's been pretty cool. I mean, I've been able to win with a bunch of different stuff. I think I started at gold this season because I didn't spend any time trying to hit mythic the last couple seasons because I've been busy. But even doing that, I was able to get right up to mythic even earlier today, playing a bunch of different stuff. I mean, I played mono black control. I've played a super friends deck, uh, mono green aggro, the Rakdos vampires. I'm trying to go like down the list of stuff. Uh, obviously, some werewolves. The teamer, I guess you want to call it a ramp deck. I was messing around with that at one point. I played zombies last night on a Twitch stream. So, yeah, I'm just playing all kinds of stuff. And it's crazy. It's like the Wild West. I can't count the number of times already like on videos I even put up where I'm playing opponents. And I'm just like, man, I don't even know what my opponent's doing right now. Like, I'm going to lose to some <laughs> random card that I'm not going to see coming. And then sometimes it happens and sometimes nothing happens. And you're like, oh, I still don't know what my opponent's deck did. I but- definitely have seen a, a, a bunch of decks where I'm like, yeah, I don't know where this is going until <laughs> until they show me whatever the kill card is. Yeah, people are playing all kinds of stuff. And I'm running into... Now, I would say the most popular things I'm running into right now are mono green, mono white. But that's no surprise. I expected that. Yeah. A little bit of werewolves, but not an overwhelming amount. Uh, a decent, believe it or not, a decent amount of Demir control. A lot of the blue black stuff's out there. Yeah. A lot of is it decks. Uh, a lot of variation. Some are just, some are heavy control. Some are playing dragons. Some are trying to do spell heavy things with like Delver of Secrets, and the uh, the new werewolf that flips or not werewolf. But I mean, new uh, double face car. I think it is a werewolf actually. Whenever you deal damage with the spell, it flips. Um. Those are, but yeah, I've seen those color combinations are probably what I'm seeing the most of. And then everything else is kind of every which that's not true. A lot of, a lot of Simic ramp as well, but I, they're using, some are actually trying to ramp to some of the new cards and do stuff with like storm the festival. 
And then some are just trying to do what we were seeing during the standard 2022 season of just get the big storm giant into play, bounce all the permanents, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. I have made a Triska decafile deck. It's not, <laughs> it doesn't quite work yet, but I'm working on it. I considered that, that it could be good content if I could make that work. But man, it seems like a lot of work. Now, you can confirm it's a lot of work. <laughs> I will also say this. I, I tried putting a hostile hostile into my mono black deck and didn't really come up yet. So I can't really say if it's even viable, but I figured it was worth a shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't really know. Just something I'm trying. I would reference the movie, but I don't think enough people have even seen those movies for <laughs> for that joke to go over. So. I, I know the reference. I haven't watched them, yeah. but I literally just looked at them. as like, I can't even see why I'd enjoy watching this movie. So I just didn't. It's like, hey, are, are you tired of waiting for the next Saw to come out? <laughs> Watch this. Pretty much. I mean, it's crazy. But yeah, I don't know, man. People, it's weird. I have seen somebody post, somebody in my Discord is like, ah, I'm already tired of the standard. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, I, and literally somebody else said it before I did, but it's like, dude, if you just don't like the standard, then you just, you just don't like magic right now. Like, and that's okay, but go. And, and I mean, maybe in, in their corner of standard, they've seen something totally different than what we've seen. Cause like, we've had two different experiences. So Maybe, but even then you can play damn near anything and have success yeah. right now. So like, I don't know what people would want. Like, even if you have a limited card pool, there's decks you can build. I played a mono white uh, Magecraft deck that was pretty budgety and still was able to win games. I don't even know. Budgety? That's not a word. It is now. Budgety. Right. <laughs> the werewolves I'm running and have gotten to platinum with, I think, only has, um, I want to say, maybe six rares in it. Yeah, so, so I mean, not there's super stuff pricey. you can do. Yeah, there's definitely. Yeah, I was able to put it together just off of you know the packs I opened and the rares I got from, or the the rare wild cards I got from opening. Let's say at this point, twenty packs maybe. The other thing I will say I've been liking about Innistrad is that several of the cards are good enough to go into a lot of different decks. Yeah. So let's say you make the white adversary that you know you put the counters on that it pumps your team or whatever. Like, you could play that in a humans-type deck. You could play it in a just any type of white aggro deck. You can play it in a Selesnia deck. That's maybe, or even Abzan maybe was trying to do plus one, plus one tokens. Like, it fits a bunch of different things. You know, Storm the Festival. I have it in the Super Friends deck. I had it in a team or ramp deck, right? So you, even if you are spending these rares or mythics, they apply in a bunch of different situations, depending on the style of deck you want to play. And I think that's pretty cool, too. Because that's sometimes the concern when you want to build a fun deck or whatever. You're like, ah, this is cool. But it plays this like random one of, you know, plays like a coma or plays this thing. And it's like, ah, I don't want to spend wild cards on that. Right. Or I don't want to spend two copies to get a thing I'm not going to put into another deck. But I feel like more cards in this set fit a lot of different situations. Or even even then, it's a card like you could you feel you can come back to. And I think that's pretty sweet. Because I was going through my collection. I'd already built 26 decks or something. And the ones I hadn't completed, I kind of go through and look and, okay, how many wild cards am I missing? Or how many things do I need to craft to build this? And some of them, it's just like, oh, well, if I finish this deck, I only need one more card to finish this deck. You know, because so many of the cards work between different decks. So 
that was a thing I didn't really anticipate. But otherwise, I've been enjoying the hell out of it, man. Yeah, and, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, and I said it before, like, I'm not a gothic horror fan. I'm not like, I wasn't the one that's just like overjoyed because we're going back to Innistrad. And I just enjoy the cards. I mean, I, I think it's well done. I've seen a lot of people being happy with stuff on Twitter. I've seen a bunch of people posting deck lists. I've looked over tournament results on MTG Melee and looks like pretty varied fields of things right now. So I now admittedly, I don't know how long this is going to hold, but we do get mm-hmm. to basically shake up the format again in, in what, seven more weeks. So that means it can't get too stale before the next one comes out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. This is going to be a weird time. I'm, I'm kind of into it, though. I think it could be a very good thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm really liking Standard right now. Well, all the Innistrad talk aside, we did mention we were going to talk more about conventions. And that kind of leads us to a bit of our dinner table talk conversation. And this kind of starts with me on Gen Con. Because I knew this was going to be a thing. Because I obviously, you know, I still talk to other vendors, retailers and stuff. And some, several of them said they weren't going to attend Gen Con, you know. And there was a whole process that, you know, some of their money could carry over to the next year and, you know, all this. Because, you know, there's a thing about not wanting to give up your spot at these big shows. So they have reliable vendors to come back and, you know. But with that, turns out they decided, well, they were going to. I, I was going to say shrink, but significantly shrink the exhibit hall space. And that felt a little odd to me. Because I feel like you could have negotiated something with the convention center. To at least, maybe maybe you don't shrink it all the way down, but maybe you take another 20% off the space or something. But now would be the time you want things and people spread out. You know, like I didn't understand that that at all, like as a as a choice, because I saw pictures and it still looked like normal crowds. And I get it. Maybe part of it was a PR thing and like, oh, we don't want the show to look too empty or whatever. But man, it's COVID. We get it. <laughs> like, seriously. Well, that's the thing. Does everybody get it? <laughs> well, maybe not. Every, but most of the nerds get it. I can say that. At least most of the nerds get it. So I and even people who went were coming back and saying, like, yeah, I wish they would have just left more space. It wasn't a reason for it to be crowded. Like, and I was like, yeah, I get it. I don't know why you would have done that. I can't think of a single convention center that wouldn't work with you right now. Cause it's not like they're filling up their venues with a bunch of events right now. No doubt. And then, I mean, I don't how do you feel, dude? Cause yeah, they're like TwitchCon just announced two events. I mean, like, everybody's still kind of announcing it. We just had PAX West, was it last week or the week before? Week before. So, I mean, things are just happening right now. Yeah, I haven't been to anything. I mean, I've had to, you know, interact with with my kids' school in terms of, like, making sure they get, the, get you know, get <laughs> to school and stuff. But beyond that, no, we're still, you know, we, we go out and eat food and, you know, Check on Momo, and that's really been about the extent of us getting out. Yeah, and it's tough, right? Because I look at some of these events, and you know, when I tell people, I did the Hunter Burton, and that's like after weeks and weeks of talking, planning, you know, how knowing how strict we're going to have to make the rules, having security, 
also being in a space that I'm not around all the people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was, it was a lot for that. And even there, I didn't even like, I literally went from my hotel room to the venue, which was connected by the way. And that's it. I, I think that's not true. I think I stopped at a pot belly to get a sandwich on the last day. But literally, other than that, I was in my hotel room or I was pretty much doing commentary. Like, I couldn't I imagine. Talking, I was talking to somebody ahead. on Twitter about how, you know, the next time I actually play Paper Magic, it's going to have to be pretty much a starter deck because Arena's been keeping track of everything that's complex for me for, for two years at this point. You know? Yeah, that is true. I'm going to be... I'm going to be missing so many triggers and things. And so, yeah, I'm going to have to just play a basic, <laughs> just just out-of-the-box starter deck to make sure I remember how to play it properly. Maybe, man. Like, I even went to my local store for the first time last week because I was like, man, I've been sort of saving up things to do giveaways and whatever, but it's like I haven't been anywhere. Like, I'm not, because normally I try to carry some, because I told, I don't know if I mentioned before, but when I buy collections and things as well, plus stuff I get from Ultra Pro, like, I will keep a few things on me. So when I go to a store and I see a kid with, like, you know, carrying his deck in, like, uh, a shopping bag or something, I'm like, hey, here's a real deck box, you know, take care of yourself, whatever. But I haven't even been able to do that. Like I have piles of deck boxes, play mats, all kinds of things just saved up for the la- from the last two years because I haven't been to it. So I just went down to my local store and was like, hey, I know you're going to have some people here for the pre-release. Is it cool if I come down? We'll just give stuff away. And, you know, sh- she's cool. You know, she had no problem with it. And I just surprised people with a bunch of stuff. And I didn't even play. I just hung out for about maybe 20 minutes. And that was it. And then I just came home. I was just like, and even there, they're really good about sanitization. Everybody's got masks. As a matter of fact, for her events, you actually have to show proof of vaccination as well if you're going to be hanging out. So, I mean, it was a pretty safe event for us. And it wasn't huge. I think there was like 12, 14 people. Somewhere. It, was, it was a pretty small crowd on the day I went. But, you know, even doing that was like the first time I'd been out to actually just like hang out with people doing game things. Which is kind of kind of a wild thing to even think about. You know, yeah, especially considering the industry we are in, that's just that's a, a bizarre thing we never could have envisioned before this. And it and it's weird in some ways to see online and you see people are like, oh, I went to Gen Con, I went to PAX, I went to Dragon Con happens. You know, that's another big one. And then you're saying like, oh yeah, this just got announced and this thing and this person's going to be signing it this deal. And it's like, you know, watching NFL games and yeah. There was a game, was it in Tampa, maybe, last week, where there was, like, there was just no mask. I mean, just, and that's not true. There might have been, like, three in the shot I saw. Yeah. But but there was literally just basically no mask. And I was like, I I could not do that right now. Wrestling is back, having, you know, full-sized events. Yeah. And I will say, there was a random wrestling event three weeks ago, maybe, that I saw that I don't know if they specifically told them to wear a mask or like, hey, y'all are going to be on camera. You better have your mask on or whatever. We're going to boot you out. But the whole lower section on the hard camera side all had mask on. And I was like, hmm, I wonder how they pulled that off. (laughs) Now, obviously, you couldn't hardly see up higher. So who knows? Maybe people on the third deck just weren't wearing their mask or whatever. I don't know. But 
Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe if I could they do went it. like, "Hey, you get a better seat if you wear a mask." That would be one way. I guess. Maybe. But yeah, I don't. I don't think I could do it right now, dude. Yeah. I mean, any event where you're getting twenty thousand plus people, or Gen Con, or Dragon Con, where you're talking like sixty and seventy k. Yeah, I just. I don't think I'm there yet. I know I'm not either, and and neither is Tish. <laughs> we just. Yeah, and like I said, even for for packs, I was like, if I could get a press badge so I could go real early or really late, you know, opposite the crowds, sure. But I didn't get approved for one, so I didn't go. I mean, that was literally it for me. And it's tough because I feel like I'm also missing opportunities for content, you know, because there's, you know, there's new release stuff. I could be sharing perspectives from the floor, talking to people I know in the industry or whatever. And I just can't. And it sucks. I mean, and it's hard because you're on the outside looking in, right? You see everybody else doing all the fun things, but you're like, ah, I got to be responsible, though. (laughs) Yeah. And it's still the right thing. I'm not I'm not mad that I'm doing it. I I want that to be clear. Like, if this is all I have to do to protect somebody else, then like this is the easiest thing I've had to do to be a hero effectively. Right. I I can handle that. It's the time we've dreamed of. Stay home. You know. Yeah. Eat, take out, play video games and save the world. All right. Where do I sign? But it is tough when you see just piles of people, you know, going, ah, I got this new thing. Or I, I went and demoed this. Or yeah. I was like, man, that looks like fun. <laughs> but yeah, it's tough, man. I saw that some places are still not doing well. I mean, when I look around and I see that, like, even a place like Seattle that has high vaccination rates, whatever, they've, from what I understand, their hospitals here have had to take on people from the other side of the state. Because, you know, they're not minding their P's and Q's and they're all booked up. So now hospitals in the city of Seattle are starting to be like, well, we're going to have to cut out anything extra, you know, all the elective surgeries, all the other stuff just done for the foreseeable future. Cause we got to deal with all this COVID stuff. And that, and that's where it really bothers me. Why I'm like, I, I just don't think people understand that part of it is that by us continuing to do all this stuff. Now, again, if the event is mandating checks and mask and all that, like, cool, at least you're do, taking those extra precautions. But if you're going to events where there aren't those checks and Everything is crowded and, you know, you don't know the people or whatever. Like, it's not going to be that safe, right? You're going to be spreading something. It's virtually impossible not to at that point. And, and while COVID is, is the main thing, you know, there's still still plenty of other oh, yeah, <laughs> bacteria yeah. and viruses out there. And the thing that sucks for me is that I see people, you know, like I saw a story. I don't know if I talked about it last week, but... A lady had her kid with cancer that they had to come out to the car and come check them out, treat them wherever, because they couldn't even take them into the hospital because it was full of COVID patients. And it's like, man, this kid looked, I mean, he wasn't dying, but he looked like he was in bad shape. And it sucks that somebody couldn't even have their kid with cancer treated properly and easily because other knuckleheads aren't wanting to cooperate. And I don't even have kids and it bothered me. 
So I can only imagine how other parents felt when they saw it. But yeah, man, I don't know. I like, and here's the thing too. And here's, here's the thing I want to mention before we get out of here. Like, like, how does this, I'm trying to figure out the best way to word this. Like how, how does this shape your opinion about attending some of these events in the future post COVID? I, I just think about, you know, how naive we used to be about the concrete or we just go in there knowing we were probably going to get sick and just really not even worrying about it. <laughs> and just that, 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 you know, <laughs> that kind of times never happening again. I don't think I know not for me, <laughs> you know, how, how other people feel, but. Oh yeah. I've already said before, like I was already on the fence about being a masker anyway. And I was already on the hand sanitizer train when I go to conventions. So I'm probably just mask and sanitizer from here on out. At, at least at, least at big events. Yeah. Like I could still see where I'm day-to-day shopping without it or whatever. It wouldn't be a big deal. But I think anything where I'm going to be around, you know, potentially thousands of people, pretty sure it's going to be mask and sanitizer for me. I don't, I don't think there's any question. I'm also wondering, you know, how is this going to shape some people's opinions about just going to these events as a whole right does this appear irresponsible enough to people that they no longer want to give some of them their money that i think is also a possibility because you know it's when you ask questions about your health and you feel like you're either blown off not taken seriously or you know maybe they say they're going to do something then you get there and it turns out to be the exact opposite because there's what you would say you're going to do in terms of enforcing mandates. Then there's when people show up and yeah, let's say some of these big events when thousands of people show up and maybe you didn't have enough security or just, or just thought people would be on the honor system and find out otherwise. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough time, man, but Hey, it's everybody's decision. You decide what events you want to go to, what you don't. All I think I would say is just make sure you're checking their COVID protocols and everything before you go to be able to make a fully informed decision on if that's the event you want to be at or not. And just know the risk going in. Because, uh, yeah, for some people, it's going to be okay. Obviously, as we see all the people going and people going to events and football games and all that stuff. But all I can say is just, hey, watch out for yourself and your family and take care of everyone. But Brian, why don't you tell everybody they can find you on social media? All right. I am DL Caesar on uh, on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Our family channel on YouTube is Allen's Ever After. And you can find me just about everywhere at Power Dragon, P-O-W-R-D-R-A-G-N. And yeah, you can find me streaming on Facebook Gaming and Twitch pretty regularly and every single day over on the YouTubes. But as always, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, whatever's appropriate for you. And again, take care of you and yours with all this COVID and stuff going on out there. And please remember to be awesome and be awesome to each other. If you'd like to further support Color of Magic, you can find us at our website at colorofmtg.com, 
We also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate. Other patreon.com slash color of magic. You can also find us on Facebook under Color of Magic. And if you want to follow us along at Twitter, you can find us there at Color of MTG. And as always, please share the podcast around to your friends, your network, people you think might enjoy it, because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base. 